So I'm excited to speak on my subject this morning. This is what I'm calling it, my praise, his power. My praise, his power. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning, for this holy moment where the people of God are gathered. God, I just thank you that you brought them here, that they're looking to you, their eyes are on you. God, they still believe that there is hope found in the gospel message of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you that they're looking for answers in the right place. And I'm praying today that you would bring a right now word, a word that's going to encourage, a word that's going to strengthen, a word that's going to inspire and ignite something on the inside of them. God, I pray that you would show yourself today in a very real way in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. All right. Hey, we've been learning that praise is acknowledgement and value expressed that it's expressive, it's one of those verb words, it's an, it's an action, that there is action behind it, that there's intentionality behind it, that you have to get vocal with it, that you have to open up your mouth and proclaim something, say something. Praise is one of those bold things. I heard a pastor say this, I love it. He says, you can worship God in your heart, but praise, praise is worship made public. It's when you go public with it. Come on, it's when you go confident with it and you want people to know, you want your situation to know that I'm praising God in this mess that I'm in. It's not silent, it's not to oneself, it's in the face of others. It's in the face of what you're facing. It's the bold decision to praise, not your situation. It's the bold decision not to magnify what you're up against, but to magnify and glorify your God. And I want to know if there's anyone in here this morning that wants to make that bold decision that I'm going to praise and glorify my God. I know what I'm up against. I know that it seems impossible, but I'm going to praise God this morning. Praise is the answer because the Bible teaches that God rides in on it. That when you praise, God comes in on your praises into your situation. I'm not saying that God has a weakness. I'm not saying that. But I think that if God did have a weakness, it would be for your praise. Because there's something about God that when you turn towards him and you lift up your hands, you abandon for a moment what you're facing and you go Godward, it's like God can't help himself. It's like God can't resist himself. He just got to get in on your situation. Oh, I'm going to show off in their life. I'm going to come through with what they're believing for. It's like God can't help himself. He wants to come in on your praise. And, and I love that. That's why it's titled, My Praise, His Power. Because when I decide to praise God, His power shows up in my life. And I want to say this to the people of God. I've been passionate about this, being able to see people and help out in groups and get to know you guys and the situations that you're facing, that God absolutely wants to come in your situation. That Christianity is not just about morals and about behavior, but your life should have the fingerprint of God all over it. There should be traces of when God came through for you. And I want to talk on the life of David, because I don't think there's any other person besides Jesus who modeled this better. So we're going to talk about David, King David. King David is that big, that famous underdog story from the Bible. And one thing I know about us is we all love an underdog story. You need to realize that David was not your average Joe. 
David was very, very significant. Did you know that he is the most mentioned individual in the Old Testament? Did you know that he is the second most mentioned individual in the entire Bible? Second only to Jesus, the Bible. With everything that it could talk about and everything that it wants to talk about and wants you to know about, 66 chapters of this divinely inspired scripture is dedicated to teaching us about David. In a time that he wasn't even alive in the New Testament, the New Testament still refers to David 59 times. And God gave this man the title, not man, but God gave this man the title, a man after my own heart. And so when he gets ready to send Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, the one that we all tear up over, when he came, people referred to him as the son of David. See, I like to learn from people like this. I want to know people who succeeded on a God level, what was it about them that I can learn and apply in my life? And this is one thing that I know about David, is that David loved to praise his God. Come on, David loved to praise his God. One of the first points I want to make, you could put it up there, David praised God for who he is. David praised God for who he is. You could put, put Psalm 18:2. It got personal with David. He would say things like this, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. Oh, come on. And my deliverer. He is my God and my strength. And in him, I will trust. I like that. In him, I will trust. I'm going to put my trust in you. Come on. Did the pandemic teach us anything these last two years? You better watch what you put your faith in. Come on. I'm not going to put my faith in the government. I'm not going to put my faith in science. I'm definitely not going to put my faith in people. I love you. I respect you. But I ain't going to put my trust in you. My hope and my faith is in God. Come on, has anybody found out that I can put my faith in God and he will never let me down? He will never fail me. He will always come through for me. You can put your faith and your hope in God. It was personal for David. You're my rock. You're my fortress. You're the one that I put my faith in. I love it. I was studying it. And David would say things like this. You're my hiding place. You hide me from my enemies. And I did a little study on that, and I found out that when David is talking about a hiding place, he's talking about a strong tower. And he's saying that God will put me on a strong tower. Well, how is that a hiding place? The enemies could see you. It's a different hiding place. He wasn't hidden from the enemy's visibility. He was just hidden from the enemy's accessibility. He's not saying that the enemy couldn't see me. He's just saying that the enemy can't touch me. Come on in this. And anybody have that same story? Oh, trouble's all around me. It knows where I'm at, but it can't touch me. Come on. The weapon is formed, but it won't prosper. God is my hiding place. He'll keep me safe. He'll keep me safe from my enemies. God is my hiding place. He was taking care of his father's sheep. You know, he's out there with the dirty sheep and he's being their shepherd. And he's there and he's pondering. He's thinking, he says, you know what? The Lord is my shepherd. He's the one that guides me. He's the one that directs me. He's the one that leads me. Has God led anybody here? Come on, and during tumultuous times, he's the one that brings me back at peace. He says he restores my soul. Has God restored anybody in this room? You restored my mind. You restored my sanity. Come on, you restored my strength. It's been a while, two years. But God has restored some people in this room. He brought me back. He taught me some lessons. I can get through it. 
Come on, I can't get my footing again. He restores my soul. David praised God for who he is. David also praised God for what he had done. David also praised God for what he had done. Can I get personal? This is one of my favorite weapons. When I'm up against something new, you know what I like to do? Think about how God brought me through things before me. God didn't bring me this far just to let me die here, just to let my story stop here. God has done some things in my life. So you, you got to catch this because when pastor is saying praise is the answer, we are, God, God through, through, through whoever's speaking up here is giving some keys for your victory. What is the key for the thing that you're up against? It is remembering what God brought you through. It is praising God. Come on, do you know what it'll do for you, you driving down the road, and you just start remembering what God has done for you? Come on, he saved me. He delivered me. I remember that thing that he set me free from. I remember when we didn't have no money, and we didn't have no groceries, and God came for us and fed the whole family. David would say this. He brought me up out of a horrible pit. (laughs) He's, He's super honest. It was horrible. It was awful. And I never want to go through that thing again. But he brought me out of it. Come on, he brought me out of it. It was the worst thing that I ever faced. And to be honest, I'm not even glad at how I responded. But he brought me out of that. And he set my feet on a rock. He established my steps. Come on, that's your God. That's your God. You may find yourself right now in a horrible pit. You may find yourself in one of those quicksand situations where the more you move and you try to get yourself out, it feels like that's the more that you're beginning to sink. But let these words help you this morning. He brought me out of that miry pit, that horrible pit. He brought me out and set my feet on a rock. And I have a feeling that God is going to bring you out and establish you. I want to say this. You're going to make it. You are going to make it. I know you can't see how, but I'm here to tell you, he will bring you out and you are going to be okay. And the things that you lost, God can bring it all back. That's the God you serve. Hallelujah. Psalm 34, 4, he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from every one of my fears. I want you to catch the heart of it. David was a praise. He praised God for what he did. The things that tormented me, the things that kept me up at night, God delivered me from any, every one of those things. Look back on your life. What were things that you were afraid of that God brought you out of? Come on, that fear that caused you to get all anxious and not sleep at night. And look where it's at now. Look where you're at now. Think about the things in life that you were afraid of and God delivered you from that fear. That's what he's going to do to the current situation. That's what he's going to do with your current fears. You serve a faithful God. You serve a trustworthy God. And then David praised God for what he would do. And I like this one too, because God is about to do some things. God is doing some things. Psalm 1610, it says, you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. He's saying, you ain't going to leave me here. No, nor will you allow your faithful one to see decay. I love that. Come on. I love that. You might find yourself down right now. There's another scripture in the Bible that says, hey, don't rejoice over me, my enemies. When you see me down, I'll get back up. I'll get back up. 
Come on. He's not going to leave you there. He's not going to leave you down. You're on your way up. You're on your way out. Come on. You will. Look at the times that you've gotten back up. Look at the things you've already been through. God is going to bring you out. He's not going to leave you there. He's not going to leave you there. You are coming out. I just don't see how God is going to make a way. He will not let you rot in that place. He's coming to your rescue. God, David praised God for what he would do. Psalm 610, real quick, it says, All my enemies will be ashamed and dismayed. They will turn back in disgrace. I want to encourage somebody, just hang in there and praise God for what he's going to do in your life. Okay, but this is my point. All that say this. David was who consistently and constantly praised God through every season of his life. And I want you to see that he also constantly and consistently saw the intervention and the, of the power of God. See, this is the thing that I want us to get. And I was saying earlier, we are supposed to see the evidence of God in our lives. I don't want you to get used to you doing life on your own. You praise God, but you don't expect prayer to do anything anymore. You're doing prayer out of duty. You're doing church out of religious activity, but I want you to get ready for the involvement of God. That's what I had on my heart this morning. God is impressing on my heart that he is about to get involved in your life. See, God is the game changer. God is the one that can change it all around. God is the one that can make an impossible situation possible. That's the God that you serve, and that's the God that's going to come in in your situation. David saw this type of breakthrough in his life. When they got ready to anoint the second king, the prophet got sent to David's father's house, and David wasn't even invited to the party. But when the prophet got ready to anoint a king, the oil, it wouldn't fall. So the prophet said, ah, something's not right. This usually works. Is there... Is there another son? And they said, yeah, it was the one we tried to hide. It was the one we tried to marginalize. It was the one we tried to push off in a corner. But I'm here to tell you, when God chooses you, there's no devil, there's no person, there's no situation that can hold you back from what God has for you. Woo! Come on, stop putting your faith people stop thinking you have to get noticed stop looking at the statistics stop studying the market you don't need all the odds for you when all the odds are against you God says if I put my hand on you you will make it out every single time You're stressed because you're looking at the current situation and you have analyzed, come on, let's be honest. We have analyzed our situation front and back inside about 45 different ways, staying up at night. But I'm telling you, the answer is not going to come that way. Come on, God is able to do things you don't even consider right now. God is able to come, for, come through for you in a plan you didn't even imagine. He's not a God of statistics when the odds are against you. Come on, doesn't the, the life of David uh, prove this? The odds are against him, but God knows where he's at. And God knows where you're at. God has your address. God sees your situation. God sees your tears. God hears your prayers. And God is going to come through for you.
David was on the run for his life one time, and uh, he was on the run for his life many times. And uh, there was one time where the army was closing in on his life, and David was good at getting out of situations. Uh, I relate to David. I like. <laughs> I feel like I can get out of certain situations, but this situation had David, and it was enclosing on him, and and and. They were coming from every single angle, and right before they got him, someone got word that the Philistines had been attacking that army back at home, and in that last moment, the whole assault got called off, and David started calling God, he's the rock of my escape, because he's the one that helped me escape every situation. Come on, you may feel like life is enclosing in on you and pressures are taking over, but you serve the God who will make a way where there seems to be no way. David was victorious in battle. David's David's army uh, was victorious in battle. Now, what about you? What are you up against right now? What are you facing right now? What is the thing that stresses you out? the thing that you're worried about. Come on, the thing that keeps you up at night, the thing that you can't seem to get a grasp on. I'm telling you, praise is the answer. God is going to come through for you when you begin to praise God. I'm going to call the worship team uh, back up. And if I can get somebody on the keys. God is enthroned on your praises. You could put up Psalm 22, verse 3. I want you to see this. It says, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. It's funny, if you study this verse out, the picture is that when you praise God, he literally makes his throne on top of those praises, in those praises. Praise is the answer because you just need God to get in your situation. And praise is that entryway. Praise is that door. Why don't you just see yourself praising God? Think about that situation and now start picturing how it would look like, what it would look like if you began praising God in that situation. Not after that situation. Not when things work out and you see how it all played out. But in the middle of this situation, you know, this whole time prepping for this, I was thinking about some of the stories that I have encountered in this room. And people have lost some things, some serious things. People have gone through issues in their health, and they're not the same. People have lost some loved ones, and they may not know how to, they're going to get out of that. Maybe your business went under. Maybe you're struggling financially and you don't know how you're going to make ends meet. I want you to see yourself praising God in that situation. There is so much destiny and purpose in you. God will not allow his Holy One to rot. Hear that over your life. Hear that over your life. He's not going to leave you there. But make a way for him to come in your situation. It may be awkward for you to raise your hands, but I want to see yourself, see you raising your hands. Even if it's one hand, why don't you acknowledge God 
during worship. Why don't you say something out of your mouth? Say, you know what? You were the one that got me out of that situation. It was you. See, that's the thing I like about David was when he was praising God, there's humility in that. Because some things that we like to do is we like to pray, oh God, get us out of this situation. And then when he does and we tell the story, sometimes we like to magnify what we did. Oh yeah, I was, uh, I was able to get through it because uh, I'm a really, uh, you know, faithful Christian. I, I served and I tied through the whole thing. Let's be real. You questioned it multiple, multiple times. And your prayer, it was more of a, a glorified complaining session. Let's be honest. It was God that brought us through it. It was God. It wasn't how smart you were. It wasn't how gifted you were. It's not how talented you were. It was God. God sent those people to bring you out. God was the one that put it on their heart to donate some money. It was God that sent people over there to call you at the right moment and give you that word of encouragement that you so desperately needed. It was God. Let's catch this. Let's catch this. Let's give God the praise that he is so worthy of. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. So David knew, if I have God, I have everything. Now I'm going to tell one last story, and we're going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to mention a few things, and then we're going to get into a moment of, of praise and, and worship. But there's this moment in David's life that was really, really big. It's kind of like an apex moment. Uh, it, was a, uh, it ended up being a national event. David got everybody together because he had finally become king of the entire region that God said he would become king over. He established his capital in the city of Jerusalem. He's really excited. Things are finally playing out the way God said they would. And David was so excited, but he said, you know what? I gotta make the main thing the main thing. I need the presence of God in my city. And remember, David is a praiser, so he knows, I know how to get the presence of God. So he goes and he summons for, he reaches out to get the ark which was a little box, but back in that day, it was a holy thing that represented the presence and the power of God. And so David made an effort, an attempt to get this ark, this box, to be stationed in his city. And I won't read it, I'll just tell you the story. So he makes it this big national event. Guys, we are getting God to be in the center of our lives. And if we have him, he is all we need. This thing's about to blow up like it never has before. We're about to see success like we never have seen before. So he makes this huge deal out of it, gets 30,000 people to become a part of it, and they're bringing this ark over, the Bible says, on a new cart. And they're trying to get this mechanism to carry this ark, and the Bible says that there was a problem that it hit something and the ark stumbled the cart stumbled and the ark started to fall and some guy reached out and touched it and God killed the guy. And David's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So they had to park the car. He's like, let's put this on pause. Let's figure out what happened. And so David has the people who are closest to him study the situation out and they found out that there were specific and special instructions 
when transporting this cart. And when I was reading this story, it was huge to me because I felt like God told me that there's something that goes along with praise in order to see the breakthrough. There's something that goes with praise in order to see the breakthrough. And it was this, it's obedience. And it is getting right with God and praising him and in your unstoppable. That it's not enough just to praise God and give him some noise and, and, and put on a show, but your heart be disconnected. That it's not right just to praise God and God's dealing with you about a situation over here and you're ignoring him. But when you have the humility to get right before God, to do whatever he's asking you to do, and then abandon yourself towards him, that the presence and the power of God will come in your situation. I want you to catch that, and I hope I communicate this well. <clears throat> I was looking at it, and I said, but David was sincere. And I felt like God told me, and there's a lot of people that are sincere. And you're sincere. You want God in your situation. But I want to tell you this morning that God has a right way to go about your situation. That it wasn't that God wasn't going to come into David's situation. It's that God wasn't going to come into the situation on David's terms. Let me put it like this. You're not God's boss. God's your boss. He doesn't work for you. You work for him. And when we, and right now I want to give you the opportunity. Actually, would you go ahead and stand? Stand with me. We're going to get ready to worship. But I wanted to give you a moment just to allow God to speak to you wherever you're at, whatever situation you're facing. I felt like God was going to highlight some things in your life this morning, things that he's been dealing with you about. Little adjustments that we can make. Come on, because we want that breakthrough, right? We want the power of God to show up. We're asking God, God, just get me through this. And God is tapping you on the shoulder about something. I love it because David had to go out and study a right way. And I wanted to invite you, if you have been here, you've kind of been coming in and out, like we've been saying around here, that if you think that celebration is only about Sunday mornings, you're tripping. That we want to do life with you. Why don't you come and learn with us God's way of doing certain things? Why don't you come and get connected with us? Come on, they were going over, uh, uh, you know, you can join the dream team. There's some, some grow groups. There's so many things that you can do to get connected. But sometimes we need to learn how to do it God's way. So right now, wherever you're at, why don't you go ahead and close your eyes? What is that area that God is dealing with you about that adjusts me won't you make the decision right now in your heart God I hear you and God I see that and I know that you're a God that wants to come in but you're going to come in on your terms so I make the adjustment right now I realize that I need to go and apologize I realize that I need to humble myself I realize that I was wrong and that I cannot keep going the way that I'm going. God, I hear you. God, I hear you. 
I will have to return that to those people. I will have to apologize to those people. See, this is what David did right. He would get right with God and then go and praise God and God would come in every single time and that's what God is gonna do in your life this morning. If you're here and you do not know Jesus, I'm talking to you this morning, that you can absolutely be right with God, that it's actually a free gift that you just receive that it's not about your works and it's not about your performance and it's not about if you've been a good person or done everything right. I want you to know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to be a sacrifice for your sins. That salvation and forgiveness is just a yes away. It's just a reception away. It's a free gift to be received. If that's you, come on, this is that part of that story. I want you to go ahead and pray with me. Say, Father, I hear you this morning, and I receive that free gift. Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you forgive me of everything I've done wrong? Thank you for sending Jesus. I receive that gift. I make things right. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, won't you give it up for those that made the decision? The story goes on to say that when David made things right, it was time to praise. It was time to praise. It was time to realize, hey, that I'm on God's side and everything's going to be okay. And that's what we're going to do right now. The band is going to lead us in a song of worship. I want to make mention of one more scripture. If you just read the rest of the chapter, at the beginning of the next one, the Bible says that when David did get the ark into his city, that God had given David rest from every one of his enemies. And I want to declare that in your life this morning. Come on, you got right. You made the adjustment. Now we're going to praise God, and God is going to give you rest from every one of your enemies. Are you ready to praise God, church? Come on. There's got to be intentionality behind this one. There's got to be passion behind this one. Come on, so wherever you are, why don't you go ahead and raise your hands. Come on. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 